Happy Thursday, everyone. We are in the home stretch, but before we get to the episode, I want to remind you that you have a few more days to buy my book, Why I Hate Green Beans in Digital Format, for only $2.99. That's less than one of Wells' famous margaritas. Push pause right now and go check it out at your favorite retailer. Did you do it? Great! Now let's get back to paradise. Things are getting ugly on the beach. People are tipsy, they're sunburned, they're desperate, and they're switching partners around like it's their job because they're on a reality show about switching partners. Yes, some guy in Austin and I break it down for you. We talk about the Kendall Joe Leo drama, how Eric majorly rocked Angela's boat in a bad way, and how some guy in Austin and I are afraid of the MRI machine. It all weaves together nicely, trust me. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everybody, it's episode 67 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. I'm back here with some guy in Austin and we, once again, because we do this every week, are going to trudge through the debauchery known as Bachelor in Paradise. We had some highs, we had some lows, we had some really lows, and maybe for the first time, a fight in Paradise. Do you remember a fight ever in Paradise before Monday night? I could probably think of one, but not to the extent that we had it um, to that level. But I, I, I would like to make one correction. I think we both agree that this is a fairly debauchery-free season. Wouldn't you agree? Well, you know, we had all the stuff with, you know, the questionable acts, alleged questionable acts last season. So they aren't showing as much stuff. We do have so many more black boxes than we've ever had covering up rear ends, which I totally appreciate. Thank you, ABC production department. But I think the the closest thing we've ever come to is Nick and the guy who ate pizza and sweat all the time, whose name I can't remember right now, Josh. Josh, yes. That, you know, that was, that was more just bucking up and pointing fingers and faces. But last night was a, was a fight, although no punches were thrown. Do we call it a fight if no punches were thrown? I think it was more of a tussle. That's a good word. A kerfuffle, if you will. It was more than a kerfuffle. <laughs> I think it was a kerfuffle that led to a tussle. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, let's, <laughs> let's catch everybody up. We have a big love triangle right now, and I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this as a guy, which will probably be different from mine because most of the time you and I have polar opposite thoughts, which makes us a great team. We have Kendall, Leo, and Grocery Store Joe. And as you may remember, Joe's been in there slow and steady, wins the race from the very beginning. Leo comes in and Kendall uses the words, Joe is really nice and I have fun with him and I love being silly, but I crave Leo. Uh, did did you get a little <clears throat> did you get a little um I almost did it right then. Did you get a little sick when you heard that about Leo? <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to think, I'm gonna have to edit all this out, but you made it work. Thanks. Yeah, I'm I'm one of the 
I'm one of the ones who doesn't understand the attraction of Leo. Yeah, I, I, I don't get it. And I think um, you and I both agree that last night he pretty much showed us who he really mm-hmm. is. You know? mm-hmm. so. Kendall is torn and she goes to the one person you should go to when you're torn. And that's Beefcake Fireman Kevin from Canada. Eh? And she, you know, asks him, she, she, she presents her dilemma in front of him and he says something along the lines of, well, and also Leo kissed Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And that's but he but they do it was there an, a guy that um, you think was more innocently involved in oh, that little absolutely spat? not he absolutely really didn't mean not. it he did and not mean it at all he really didn't mean it and I I feel horrible for him because her face fell and her eyes popped open and he immediately knew. Oh my gosh, she doesn't know. And yeah. what I appreciate that he said, which was, you know, kind of annoying too, is he said, Man, I thought one of the girls would have told you by now, which even by that statement proves that most of the people on the beach know that Leo kissed Chelsea and Kendall's the last to find out. Uh, she approaches him, of course, because she's Kendall. And I think she handled herself in about as graceful a way as she could have. Would you agree? Yeah, in light of the uh, blatant hostility, uh, Mm -hmm. misdirected, by the way. I mean, he was so aggressive with her Mm -hmm. uh, and disrespectful and then seemingly manipulative, but she didn't take the bait. So I thought she did handle herself well. She was over it. She is. He would say things like, well, I didn't know we were exclusive. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and, And I think she was, I think she was truly... She can't say anything about him kissing Chelsea because she's over there kissing Joe. Her point well, it, was you yes. you need to be transparent about it. Well, I don't know about that, but I, I think Leo did have a point that um, kisses are handshakes in paradise. <laughs> um, if, if we're going to give Leo any credit, I think that's the one characterization he deserves credit for. But yeah, I mean, the whole thing was foolish, I thought, but um, he probably could have tactfully gotten out of that by mm-hmm. saying he was sorry, but mm-hmm. I don't think clearly that's not in him to say he was sorry no. and doesn't help the, remember we talked about the bad press he was getting about being a mm-hmm. jerk and a sexual harasser that didn't really help his, uh, his case last night. No, I it did not. And the, the immaturity about him flailing around in the pool saying who tattled, I would never tell a girl that another guy who did it who on and on and on enough to where the entire cast was over it they were tired of him he was a menace and it wasn't until the next day that kevin came clean and he did i think he did it in a nice way too saying i think kendall needs to be working with all of the information but i really didn't go in sabotaging i i i truly thought she knew well, and then even when, when he tried to, uh, I guess, I don't know if it was apologize, um, but just say, hey, man, I'm the guy. This is what happened. There was no taking him at his word. You know, he mm-hmm. turned completely turned. I don't know. That, uh, you know, I have a history of just being aggravated by that whole overly macho behavior. I think it's just ridiculous. I, I couldn't stand that when I was younger. I can't stand it now. And to watch it is even more painful. So anyway. Yeah. And then after, 
So the, it's the next day, and, and she ends it with Leo. And then what happens? Venmo goes and starts sniffing around Kendall and asks her to take a walk, which we all know is code for, let's go lay down on the beach bed. And then they make out. Uh, that was seemed a little set up, I thought. I he's agree. He's not that really aggressive or anything, but he, I guess he needed a rose, right? Yeah, and 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 he's probably truly interested in Kendall because I think she's the quirkiest and the smartest of all of them. So I can see Venmo liking her a lot. But the the great thing about it is it, there was an epiphany. There was a light that went on after she kissed John, and she just ran back to Joe and said, I just know, I knew. It, I just knew it wasn't meant to be. I'm meant to be with you. And I think Joe was like, okay, do you think he's really... Ex- accepting all of this do you think he's cool with Kendall trying things out with Leo and now trying things out with John and ending up with him or do you think he really is of the mindset she's worth fighting for or waiting around for I think he likes her yeah he, uh, does any has there ever been a more genuine guy on this show I than know. grocery store Joe bless I mean he really him. I think he's a real deal he just seems like a super nice guy bless him he, um, I think he handled the fight well. Leo, of course, during the cocktail hour where they're all toasting each other, he becomes a complete chotch and says something stupid like to Kendall. He says something belittling and then said, have fun with grocery store is what he called him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. um, I You know, look, let me just from a guy perspective, I, I respected the way that Joe handled. He, he kind of let it go on when, when he was being super aggressive with, uh, when Leo was being super aggressive with Kendall, mm-hmm. long enough to where he went over in a respectful way and said, hey, you guys done? Mm-hmm. Um, kind of stood up to Leo. Leo backed down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when he called <laughs> called him grocery store um <laughs> You know, he, he didn't really have a choice. You know, you right. as, it's going to sound stupid, but he sort of had to get, you know, the guy's face at that point rather than take that. And Leo, again, back down. Look, the I don't know what you think of that whole scenario, but uh, the fact that Leo didn't throw a punch yeah. in that situation shows that he was completely full of it at the time. Oh, he was yeah. never never counting on being confronted. And when he was, his, his solution was... Uh, you know, to throw Tossing a drink, a drink. Right? like a like, sorority girl, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> at, um, the, at the rush party or whatever, whatever yeah. they do, you know. <laughs> <laughs> While they're in their late 90s before the pillow fight. I, anyway, keep going. Keep I, going. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's just my experience. I don't know what other colleges did. Um, yeah. My favorite part of the whole thing was you know, Lee, everybody is saying, calling him Tarzan, which I thought was hilarious because he's in some cheetah outfit. And they all keep saying, go back to the jungle, Tarzan. And Astrid yeah. even went as far to say, no one is going to give you their rose. You might as well leave right now because no one wants you here. Well, and then that that was another like chicken move was mm-hmm. uh, he knew he yes. was going to go home. And rather than subject himself to the humiliation of that, which he had earned, by the way, yes. he goes ballistic. Uh, during the toast and you know that's it it, and excuses himself it's on his terms but my favorite part is whenever you hear this great chicago accent come through saying why don't you say it to my face yeah and then joe (laughs) follows him so he can say it to his face and leo throws a drink 
in his face. You know, and what's I, the was best? With, I was with you too. I was like, well, that's when he should have punched him. What's up? Yeah. I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to talk that kind of trash and you get called out on it, you got to stand up. You know I mean? He's supposed to throw a punch. That's guy etiquette. And have you throwing... ever said, why don't you say it to my face? Um, I have said that before. Yes. So look, sometimes look, I, and I will, sometimes you're just left without a choice. I mean, you can't, I, um, I still have a, a very big scar on my right hand from, uh, punching a uh, guy through his lip and having his teeth, but I had no corner, no choice whatsoever. And, um, you know, I, it, it ended right there. So anyway, Did that's he say it. it to your face and that's why you punched him. No, that wasn't a scenario. It was, oh. it was in a, it was a whole different, that's a whole different story. Maybe I'll write about that one day. Then again, maybe I won't. <laughs> Know. But guy etiquette, and it's not just about being macho or whatever, but, you know, sometimes you just have to, you know, stand up for yourself. And I respected the fact that Joe did and the fact that Leo backed down in that situation shows what a chosh he really mm-hmm. is. What is? I was, I was half expecting to be like like a stunt punch, yeah. you know, like <laughs> stomping your foot, you're, you're like the smack or something. Yeah. Kapow. Really missed <laughs> Joe. Like Batman. Yeah. Hmm. He's like can't really hit you i can only fake hit you <laughs> um as far as fighting etiquette goes from a guy's standpoint what how do you feel about let's take this outside um like an urban cowboy mm-hmm. yeah that's the proper way to do it you don't okay. want to tear up the bar or anything um yeah. and plus it gives you time to mentally prepare and it also gives your your friends time to get in the way and talk <laughs> everybody out of it um do you want to hear a really funny story always very, very quick. Um, I, as you know, have a twin brother mm-hmm. and uh, I was the one that went out every night of the weekend, could handle my liquor. My brother, when he got a little tipsy, uh, which was not as often as me, he would often get himself in the trouble. Very long story short, we go to this bar in Austin called the Tavern, uh, on 12th and Lamar. You're never too far from 12th and Lamar. Uh, <laughs> and there were two pool tables upstairs and uh, it was kind of tight, you know. And so if you were playing on one, you often had to wait for the guy next to you to make a shot. And then, you know, it was just etiquette, right? I mean, you, you sort of played around because everyone knew the space was small. And Lenny, my college roommate, who you know also, mm-hmm. um, two guys on the other table got in a fight, like a, a, a fist fight. And there was some pushing and shoving. And uh, Lenny decided he was going to jump in the fight and get involved. <laughs> Why? For whatever it- for whatever reason. Because he's Lenny. Yeah. And so he grabs one of the guys and puts him in some kind of face hold and like pins him on the table. Then all hell breaks loose. And my brother, who had had way too much to drink in the corner, um, sees somebody jump on Lenny's back. And now my brother, um, let's just, at that time, and, and to this day, is in uh, incredible shape. He's incredibly athletic and strong. And he decided that he was going to defend Lenny. So he goes over and he hits the person on Lenny's back as hard as he can right in the kidney. Mm. And all of a sudden you hear thud like a sack of potatoes hitting the floor. Everybody stops what they're doing in this fight and turns around. And the guy who Lenny grabbed looked over at Lenny. He goes, that's my sister. (gasps) So. My brother, who was drunk, had turned around and seen somebody jump on Lenny's back. And 
you got to hear him tell a story. He said, "Look, I gave it every I hit, I gave it everything I had." And and the guy he hit the guy's sister, yeah. And so they had to pick her up and put her in a chair. And my brother was like apologizing, and he bought her a drink. Oh, and I'm, that helps, yes. Okay, a drink. so the punchline of this, the funniest thing is, my brother who's in the medical field, um, and you know was at the time as well. Um, he hands her a drink and he, he walks over and we're kind of you know nodding our head or whatever, and he ends up shaking the other guy's hand, apologizing. He walked over and he goes. I don't know why I'm buying her a drink. She's going to be peeing blood for a week. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Sweet girl. She couldn't have been nicer about the punch to the kidney. Uh, And she did acknowledge. She did acknowledge that she was in the wrong place at the wrong time. That's because she thought your brother was handsome. She was trying to work (laughs) it from that angle. I guarantee you. I remember Lenny walked over to my brother. My brother was, he could barely, you know, he was swaying in his boots or whatever. (laughs) And Lenny looked at him and he said, hey, man, don't ever help me in a fight again. (laughs) No, thank you. y'all it's Lindsay here to quickly tell you about my favorite website design firm Digital Lemonade. Did you know that without the team over at Digital Lemonade you wouldn't be able to read about Jordan's golden underwear or Leo's luscious locks? IHateGreenBees.com would be a figment of my imagination without Digital Lemonade's creativity. Lindsay and Alexis revamped my website last year and even helped me launch the podcast. If you need help creating a website, refreshing a website, or maintaining a website, this is the group for you. Simply Google Digital Lemonade to learn more or visit my website for a direct link. Now back to the show. So wait, my favorite part about the Leo situation, though, was after all the all the tussle is over and everything and it's all back to the rose ceremony or the whatever I'll see at the rose ceremony, Harrison comes in and, you know, mm. he's like a trailer with like his his, um, you know, his uh, tissues in his collar so he doesn't get his makeup. Exactly. And he's like, what are we waiting on? I'm sorry, Mr. Harrison. There's a there's a little scuffle outside. You know, we'll let you know. And so when it's all the coast is all clear. They kind of key him in like Leo went nuts. He's in the, the van. Go out there. So Harrison comes out and he says something like, hey, I'm glad it's all over. But, you know, rose ceremony coming up. And then Jordan says, hey, Harrison, fix your pocket square. Yeah. Did you think that was sacrilege oh, or did you? Yes. Yeah. That's when Harrison <laughs> should have thrown his three fingers of whiskey in Jordan's face. Hey, listen, he may end up on some kind of date next week. He doesn't want to be on. You know what I mean? Mm, mm, so, mm. We'll Mm-mm. see. Poke the bear. You're going to get the teeth eventually, right? That's exactly right. Oh, yep. that was uncool. Okay, I also wanted to talk really quickly about Crystal, Connor, and the goose. Oh, my Chris. God. So well, Connor, let's talk about Connor lost every first and second button on every shirt he brought he to Paradise. Did, if he was wearing a shirt, which uh, yeah, he's yeah. very fit and chiseled. I'm I'm happy his hair isn't so Jimmy Neutron as it was humid there it's yes and he but here's my question so he he of course he came to paradise for crystal and of course crystal came to paradise to meet him so he's he's making a triangle with them ask her out and lo and behold she says no that she's she has a great connection with the goose and she wants to explore it more great well then she tells him and the goose goes and brags to everybody how crystal said no to connor well, then Connor comes back again and said, well, well, hey, you said you wanted to meet me. I mean, if we're all cool with this and I know you like Chris, 
what's the big deal? Let's go out. And she says, um, okay. Do yeah. you think that was set up? Of course it was. Okay. My second <laughs> yeah. question is, on their date, they get buried alive in a sand grave. Which was weird. That Would was you very, have uh, peaced out on that? Um, I probably would have tolerated it for, Mm-mm. you know, a few Mm-mm. minutes, but it was weird. Mm-mm. They weren't like completely, you know, Mm-mm. encumbered by but dirt. But just their heads. Yeah, but they weren't, there wasn't, there was like the blanket on or the, that wicker carpet on Mm-mm. top of them. They seemed like they had room to move. I don't Mm-mm. know. I, it was kind of dumb. I would rather have put paint all over my body and rolled around on it canvas in the middle of a park like carly and uh, how about did. the uh, sexually provocative yoga, yoga? Day, there you go there yeah. you go i don't know how would i would rate all those but man i wouldn't want to be in the the grave so that ended up we, is that your bumper car trauma yeah well i never really? had trauma like that but i am um claustrophobic i feel in a way wow i have okay. a hard time with um bathroom stalls Really? Mm-hmm. If a bathroom stall has an um, an opening at the top and the bottom, I'm fine with that. But bathroom, some bathrooms nowadays is a is a door you shut yourself in. Yeah, like a like a private room. Right. You have a problem with that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and wow, any any talk. cover over my head. Yeah, I get a little weird with that. You know, I didn't. I had an MRI when I was uh, 17, 18, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it didn't bother me. I had one about. Um, 10 years ago and I almost lost it Me in the too. thing. I couldn't do it. I don't know what it was. And I don't, you know, it was, there was no difference between, it would just freak me out. I've never had that kind of fear before. And uh, I remember telling the guy through the speaker, Hey man, I'm not gonna be able to stay in here. And he says to me through the speaker and the MRI while I'm, you know, crumbling with fear, ready to just freak out. He goes, uh, you know, they tell me to keep you in there. <laughs> And you're like, that's the worst thing you could say. Yeah, I'm like, I don't care. I don't care who they are, <laughs> but they are going to have to buy a new MRI machine in two <laughs> minutes if, if I'm not out of here. Because I'm either going to trash it or I'm going <laughs> to urinate all over myself. <laughs> <laughs> One or the other. Electrical yeah. circuit. Yeah. I don't uh-huh. know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I also so. have problems with um, the, the longest I've ever flown was something like, 19 hours or 20 hours to Singapore. Oh, that's the best story ever, by the way. <laughs> and, um, for no reason. For no reason. Yep. <laughs> and, um, about hour 13, you I, just lost in it. my chair. I started going, I can't get out. If I wanted yeah. to leave here, I can't. I can't, yeah, no, I can't I, leave I, here if I wanted I've to. I've had can't. that happen to me. Yeah. I've had that happen too. You know how much I fly? I flew today, as a matter of fact. I mean, mm-hmm. I just got off a plane an hour and a half ago, and uh, same thing. I was, um, I'd switch flights, and you know, normally now, like I'm Mister First Class, board first, all that kind of stuff, you know, because I have all the perks. But I had to sit in the back of the plane, and I hadn't done that in I don't know how long, like row twenty eight. Yeah. And I don't know what it was. I just same thing. I realized at some point that I was ha- going have to, <laughs> to have to rely mm-hmm. on the twenty seven rows in front of me. <laughs> To move if anything happened, and I had a little moment There's some there. Sketch so, people, yeah. Row nineteen. Well, look, if you're in row one, all you gotta do is bowl over a stewardess or something. You're done, you know. But uh, you know, row twenty eight, you've got to at least make it to fifteen, which is the exit row, and you know that's thirteen rows of 
of people that mm-hmm. want the same thing. Steerage, <laughs> all the yeah. steerage back there. Yeah, it's like in the, it's like when uh, Rose was <laughs> dancing upstairs with Billy Zane, uh-huh. and then she goes downstairs and parties with all the all mm-hmm. the immigrants and mm-hmm. Titanic. Yeah, so you know, little facts you know about us. We don't like MRI machines or <laughs> flying. <laughs> um, I think I- it's worth mentioning that Chelsea had a little mini bachelorette moment with all of the leftovers at the rose ceremony because she was the only one who had a rose to hand out not to a romantic interest she was popular yeah she had benoit kissing all over her she had connor kissing all over her how do you think benoit fumbled the ball or you think that was predestined i don't think jordan did anything to jenna i think that was that was dumb i think she's gonna regret that too yeah benoit was there kissing all over Trilivia, as we call mm-hmm. it, and mm-hmm. um, he he had a great connection, and he, he just thought she was uh, so interesting. I believe he used the word oh, "fall in love" too. He, he might did. have been. Isn't that crazy? How he was just macking down with Jenna that morning, and then the same happened with Connor. So I, mm-hmm. I'm assuming we never saw it, but I'm assuming Crystal just said thanks, but no thanks, even though she kissed him after their sand date where they're buried alive. And so there must have been some sort of break because Connor has already moved on to Chelsea and then Venmo did the same thing and they are all really wanting to get to know Chelsea better Mm -hmm. and oh, and, and that has to make her feel, you know, some people might feel great about that, but I would feel like crap because I did you hear her the next day when she was on the beach talking around the chair? She even says, she's like, all these guys are trying to get like, she was trying to get my rose. Yeah. She was over it. Oh, that was terrible. And she ended up giving it to Venmo, who ended up being the recipient of a date card for a girl named Olivia, who I don't remember, that was in Ari season. She she yeah. arrived on the beach. And, and yeah. you know, she was, doesn't that, have that, a lot uh, of... That was a black girl. The other one was yes. the one that Cassandra, who'd apparently eaten a few sandwiches because she looked much True. healthier than she did. Amen. Amen. On the other yeah, she looked actually really attractive and he- remember, but remember back when she was on that other season, she looked like gaunt oh, and bad. skinny. It was yes. very she bad. Looked, she looked good. I yeah. thought she looked good. Yeah. Now, if I was Eric, I wouldn't have um, ran away from what's her name um, on her behalf, but yeah. I guess he made that choice. Well, see, that's that's the problem. And all the, all the back end people get really irritated with this that they are sort of left with the people who aren't in a romantic interest. And that is why Olivia ended up with Venmo John, because there technically wasn't anybody else to ask. They were all coupled up with somebody already. But they had fun. They crashed a quinceanera and danced around and made out, and it was a good time. Whatever. That's fine. But then the one I really want to talk about is Angela, the Disney princess girl with the perfect hair, Eric and Cassandra, who you just mentioned, she arrives. And as you mentioned, she's from Juan Pablo season. She was super, super, super skinny. But because I am a great podcaster, and so are you as my co-host, we both went back to the archives in 2014. Uh, Actually, mine was December 9th. Oh, wait, December 9th of 2013 is when we first met Cassandra. Oh, right, because they announce who they are before the... That's before right. the show starts. And, and you and I mull it over over the holidays, and then usually in first week of January is the first episode, right? Right. So I, this is how I described Cassandra back in the day, and then we'll do 
yours, okay? Sure. Let's okay. hear it. I don't know what yours is. You don't know what mine is. Here we go. I said, Cassandra, 21, occupation, former NBA dancer. Why you remember her? Cassandra wore a flesh-colored dress and a lovely bun. She looked like Ashley Green at a Halloween. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she looked like Ashley Green at Halloween dressed as Crystal Carrington. She introduced herself to Juan Pablo and then called him Juan the rest of the time, told him she was a dancer, and then sat in uncomfortable silence for a generous 10 seconds. Props to the sound department for adding cricket noises to the package. Status, somehow she got a rose. I imagine it's because she's very bendy. Wow. Okay. Now that's very creative. Now, mm -hmm. as, as you are aware, and as probably most of our listeners are aware, I'm a little edgier than you. <laughs> I say saucy. You're a little saucy. So I was able to find Cassandra, um, again, December 9th, 2013. And this is how I described her. Mm -hmm. uh, notice how we start in a very similar manner, which I think is indicative of why we're friends, but mm -hmm. then it just goes, it goes south. Off the <laughs> Yeah. So uh, keep your hand on the on the button, if you will. Oh, great. Uh, Cassandra, 21, 21 when she was on the show. Good Lord. Okay. Jeez. Former NBA dancer, which means she's currently unemployed. Mm -hmm. Her favorite food is spinach pie. She loves it when her date holds her hand and hates it when he doesn't. Mm. The only thing more shallow than her answers. I can't stop this And is spinach pie. <laughs> she seems lovely, though. It's good to see she's doing well five years later. Right. She's exactly. She's at the ripe show. old age of 26 now. And still going on reality shows for free. Good, good for her. Good for her. Yeah, she had a few nachos and hamburgers in her. It's great. Hey, hey can... also just want to point out that Chelsea, um, who we're calling Chilivia, yeah, was also on Juan Pablo season. Or maybe it's a different Chelsea. I don't know. They look kind of the same. I don't think it's the same Chelsea. Tomato, tomato at this point. Yeah, We're in season exactly. 26. Who can yeah, keep them together? Exactly. All right. So Cassandra arrives and whenever someone in the cast starts talking about how they are on the same page and we've DTR'd and we are all in and we're going to make this work. That's clearly when somebody's about to come and mess that whole situation up. Well, that's the case with the Disney princess and Eric. What's sad about this is they went on this date that was, I don't know what you call it, like an extravagant luxury date where they had a golden toilet and champagne icing oh, by, in the bathtub and a huge... By the way, I that that dessert thing that they brought, yeah, the, I would have eaten the whole thing. I'm really? A, I'm, a, I'm a huge sweet tooth, yes. Really? Yes. And it was I bigger than my face. I know, and and it would look very. It looks so good. Mm -hmm. Oh, anyway. And they had a great time, and we heard them define the relationship. We heard him say, 
if somebody offers me a date card, I'll say no. And we heard her tell everybody the next day how they are a couple and they are official and it's great. And that afternoon when Cassandra shows up, to quote Joe, she's really attractive and has big boobs. Yeah, that was a little unusual. Yeah. But, um, you know, Joe knows what he's looking for. But all the... All the male jaws dropped when Cassandra came bounding down the steps. And she immediately goes to Eric and says, would you like to go on this date with me? Are you connected with anyone? And he said, no, Mm -hmm. no, I'd love to. Yeah. Hmm, Curiouser and curiouser. To his defense, he does go and tell Amanda, hey, Cassandra just asked me out on a date. And I said, yes, because... When I woke up this morning, I felt differently. And I think I owe it to myself to go on this date and see where we stand. God bless him. And, you know, uh, the the hunky Canadian fireman almost did the same thing and almost melted down in his relationship, too. I was surprised. Same rationale, though. But Kendall did it with Venmo and had an epiphany. Um. You know, we've never had a contestant named Epiphany, which is surprising <laughs> to me. We've had a Jubilee. Um, we've had, a, what was the one where we couldn't pronounce, we couldn't spell it? It was spelled, oh, Brit, Brit, B-R-I-T-A-N-E or B-R, uh-huh. and it was Brittany or something. Uh-huh. We were saying Brittany. Yeah, I'm just surprised that we haven't had an epiphany. That would be, you know, that would be both refreshing, ironic, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, entertaining Welcome. all at the same time. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about Annalise and Camel? You know, <laughs> we call him Camel. That's got to be the weirdest <laughs> connection ever. Um, he might love himself more than Jordan does. Oh, I think it's that's a true statement. An internal type of love. Um, but you know what? I, I just, I feel. It's like you said, Annalise sort of makes you nervous, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that she's like Charlie Brown kicking the football, yep. right? It always gets pulled out, yep. you know, right last second. And I just feel like she's going to get her heart broken. Well, but she course. seems like a sweet person, unbelievably insecure. And she's she's sort of just frantic and neurotic and boy crazy. Well, yeah, I mean, because that's, what, boy crazy. that's mm-hmm. what she has to be at the time, whatever you know, she's allowed to focus on. But God bless her. She seems really sweet. I like her, but I just think Camel or Camille or mm-hmm. whatever his Camel. name is, mm-hmm. break her heart. Um, he's um, he's not much on personality, though. He is not. He no. is not. And it looks like from scenes of next week, he might be sniffing around somebody else because we it's have lots of tears. Yeah, it's going to happen. There's a lot of crying. I Annalise mean, was crying. Colton mm-hmm. and Tia were both crying. You know what makes me cry? That on Monday, it's a three-hour show. Um, yeah, that's going to be tough. Um, why don't we uh, educate <laughs> the audience as to why it's a three-hour show, if we know? Well, the best that usually three-hour shows are for finale and after but that's not, it's not the finale next week. And the only thing I can come up with, because they showed Carly and Evan and Jade and Tanner with their babies. That's the only thing I can come up with is there's going to be a whole entire hour dedicated to, oh, we're going to go over here and we're going to talk to you about your future and your relationship and how strong is it? Because everybody is shook. Is that a thing I or is that just bad thing. grammar? It, it's, uh, it's a thing. Everybody's shook. And okay. Crystal doesn't have enough sage to smudge the place. 
because Eric and Amanda, and not Amanda, Angela, Disney princess, were strong. And look at what happened to them. It could happen to anybody. Do you remember when um, Chach, Goose, and Crystal were laying on the beach? Mm-hmm. And he complimented her on her perfect rear end? Mm-hmm. Um, did you find that flattering, weird, or kind of creepy? Well, it's, I mean, that's, that's hard to answer because I find him creepy in general. She presents it a lot. We talked about that last week. She presents she did, it like yeah. a baboon. Do you really think he likes her? No, I don't think she likes him. I agree. I think it's just bad. They're just passing the time. I also don't think Kendall likes Joe. When you speak to somebody romantically or, well, let me just, I'll just open it up to just when you speak to anyone, do you ever lie on your side and speak to them while you're lying on your side? I lie on my stomach so my butt can show. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like in a job interview? Maybe? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. I like to bend over. No, I just, um, <laughs> wow. All right. Hey, thank you all for listening. I'd love to connect on social media. You can find me on Twitter at Lindsay or on Facebook and Instagram at Lindsay Ray. It would be so nice if you would review the podcast on iTunes. And don't forget to check out my ebook, Why I Hate Green Beans, at your favorite retailer on sale now for a few more days at $2.99. Until we're together again, love you, mean it, Texas forever. Me thirsty. For another